Broad City Broads with Hannah, she, her, and Jesse, they, she. This is a Broad City Rewatch podcast where we go episode by episode analyzing Abby and Alana's crazy shenanigans. So today, Jesse and I are recording virtually. So uh, bear with us if there are some audio struggles. We did multiple tests, but yeah, we don't know how it's going to work out. So we'll see. Yeah. Yes. And this is, it's going to be in the future for y'all, but in real time for Hannah and myself right now, our first podcast just came out like live and um, we had a launch party with some of our friends this weekend to watch it. And there was like 12 people there, 12 people. And I think one person had seen Broad City previously other than you and myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was a newbie, a crowd of newbies. I was shocked. Shocked? Shocked. <laughs> when I tell you, I was floored. <laughs> I, I thought... I told people like, hey, I'm doing a podcast on Brad City. And they're like, what is that? Yeah, most of my friends have not seen it. But then the ones who have are ecstatic to hear it. Yes. Yeah, I'm just like, how how do these people not already know? We're doing God's work by getting them to know. Yeah, we are missionaries (laughs) evangelizing Brad City. (laughs) Boom. I do think they all received it well. Like it was getting major laughs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. Like watching, I don't think I've like watched it with a group of people and there were like so many laughable moments. There were. We were all lolling. Well, also this is the first time we've actually watched Broad City together. Oh yeah. Oh shoot. I didn't think about that. It was kind of fun because then I look over at you at moments where we talk in the podcast, but yeah, we haven't even seen it together truth yeah yeah no people have said people who were there were like I'm gonna keep watching the show like they liked it yeah then they'll follow along with that with us so if you're a new listener who's never seen Broad City but you just know us you should watch with us as we go definitely watch with us yeah it's quality tv when we told people when we like first were telling our friends who are doing this podcast remember they didn't believe us no they literally didn't believe us they thought we were making jokes too often. We've lost literally all credibility, apparently. I know. We're like, we're doing a podcast, and they're like, no, really? Like, this isn't a bit. <laughs> to be fair, we came up with a fake TV show that we convinced a lot of people we were starting. So, like, it is not even close to above us. I know. <laughs> This is another reason why we're so similar to Abby and Helena. Yeah, jokes. Um, one thing that I, I like discovered in research that we were talking about on our first podcast, we were like, does Abby and Alana like Bed Bath & Beyond or don't they? Okay, I heard from Abby's and Alana's mouth in an interview, they do like Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, I thought that they did. You're right. I'm just setting the record straight. They do like it. But also 
sadly, I, it came out like today in our time that they filed Bed Bath & Beyond filed for bankruptcy. Oh, no. Do you, does that mean they're going out of business or are they going to try to get some help and like bring it back? And well, I, I, will, I will say I found out about it by Abby's Instagram story. <laughs> so that's amazing. But yeah, I, I looked up an article and the one that I read said they're trying to look for a buyer. But if they can't find a buyer, they'll have to close the stores. So I guess TBD. Yeah, well, we'll keep you all updated in the saga of the future of Bed Bath & Beyond, I suppose. Yeah, we'll do our best. <laughs> if Abby, the character... Very focused on Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond. Abby would be going like crazy right now, pulling out all her coupons, because oh, now wow. they do expire. Yeah. Now they do expire. I feel like that's part of what makes it good is that they don't expire, right? Like that's one of their features. I know, I know. And with the, with the store closing, like Abby, if Abby, the character were here today, she'd be losing her mind. She would be really upset. And she would be going on like a major haul, I think. She'd be like, I can't talk to you. I got to go get half off of a soda streamer. I mean, she's probably also upset because think about all of her good friends who work at Bed Bath & Beyond who are not going to have a job. <gasps> all her... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I was about to reference a future episode. I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait. But, yes. Okay, another thing I wanted to cover before we, like, get into... Okay, well, two things. First one... This has been bugging me. I want to like give a better reason why we're doing this podcast. Oh. Because I didn't really, I, yeah, I think the answer I gave on the first episode was like half true. Like the reason of, we said it started as a joke to meet Abby and Alana. And that part's true. It definitely would be cool to meet them. But like, we know that's such a long shot dream. And here's the thing, this show, this podcast, it like, it's taking me more time than I was expecting. Yeah. And like preparation and recording and editing. So it's definitely like, not the reason we're doing it is just to meet Abby and Alana. Like that would be a great side effect. That would be a great end point for us. Like that would be awesome, but I definitely don't expect it to happen. And I'm also... I, if I was Abby or Alana and I heard myself say that, someone say that on a podcast episode, it'd be like, okay, great. Just like another person who wants something from me Yes, yes. as a celebrity. Like that must be, you must be so over that. For sure. So oh. I'm like, ah, that, that was bothering me. We're genuinely just having like a good time. Like it's fun to actually watch the episode more in depth and talk to you about it. Because um, I feel like we do that a lot with shows. Like other shows too that we really like, like we'll just bring it up and talk about specific episodes, and mm -hmm. so it's to have a designated time. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it was really fun being at the launch party and like getting to introduce the show to people. Yeah, 
And I hope like the podcast gets to do that because like the show itself, I think is so empowering to women and just like bringing different voices on TV. Absolutely. And like one of our friends watching the show was like, this came out 10 years ago. He was like, there still isn't other content like this out. Yeah. They're way ahead of their time in a good way. Yeah. So (laughs) I just wanted to set the record straight on that. (laughs) Yes, we would love to meet Abby and Alana, but we're also doing it because it's a great show and we're having a fun time. Yeah. And we hope other people will enjoy it too. I mean, I think a lot of my friends are going to at least watch the first episode. The first episode doesn't bring you in, then I mean, come on. Then dump those friends. (laughs) Dump them immediately. Okay, this, we can cut this out if we want to, but I did find a trailer for like Broad City when it first came out. So I was thinking if you, you know, wanted, yeah, yes, we could like know. watch it. <gasps> yes. Okay. This was like their trailer from for the very first episode? Season. Yeah, for the season. Most of it, I think like, for just the audio, it'll be good for people. But some visual stuff, they're probably going to miss out on. But we could post the link somewhere. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. Uh, Roadshow Films posted. So, okay, are you ready? Today is the day we become Abby and Alana, the boss bitches we are in our minds. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Oh my God. Is that Lincoln? Yep. Oh, thank God, Abby, there you are. We got another pube situation in the women's locker room. Wait, that covers so much ground. It was good, right? It was very good. I guess I didn't confirm who put that out but it seemed like comedy central right because it seemed very much like comedy central that one has it on youtube but but it covered a lot yeah i think like heavily the first like three episodes but yeah stuff we haven't seen yet oh my gosh you saw uh abby's blue dress yes which will become a thing how i knew i was like those are definitely later yeah oh my gosh I love that you did that so fun right very fun I I definitely think the trailer captured the essence of the show definitely captured the essence (laughs) yes I know people ask me what it's about I I don't know if this is the best one like it's about two gals they live in New York and they like get super high and like cause chaos essentially no, like, that's great. Like that sum up. That's that's. They were asked to sum it up, Abby and Alana, in like an interview, and that's basically what they said. <laughs> so, this is, uh, duh, it's because we're essentially Abby and Alana. We... <laughs> yeah, really. Also, I've always seen that them dancing, and it's not in an episode, so I didn't know what it was from. Oh. Um, 
you are a true fan to know that wasn't from an episode. Uh, yeah, duh. Today, Hannah and I are reviewing season one, episode three, Working Girls. It aired on February 5th, 2014, directed by Lucia Agnello and written by Lucia Agnello and Paul W. Downs, who is Trey in the show. Yes. And the sum up of this episode that I wrote is Alana attempts for some extra money while Abby tries to get some bonus points with Jeremy. So the start of this show, I love when they do the split screen and show Abby doing her thing and then Alana on the other side doing her thing. The montage. Yes. Because it, I think it helps show or like highlight the differences between Abby and Alana. <laughs> Abby's like shaving her mustache reading on the subway like so put together wakes up wait like actually wakes up when she wakes up alana just like sleeps for most of the morning sleeps and here's the thing like you you brought up the point before that abby gets picked on by the randos which she definitely does in this montage (laughs) she's reading a book the guy next to her on the subway is also reading that book they're like having a good time he tries to kiss her she says no he like gives her the middle finger uh some man eats her salad so she just gives it to him but on the other hand alana's literally drools on this woman's boob sleeping sleeping on her and the lady lets her the lady does not care at all she also sleeps through her whole work this is actually the first smoke you'll see in this episode yes i did clock it yeah alana has like a little loose tile in the bathroom in her office where she spends hours a day sleeping, pooping, doing all sorts of things. And she has like a little weed hole. Okay. And when Alana worked at Life Booker in real life with Abby, she smoked in the hallway at work. She literally smoked at work. <laughs> so it's, it's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh I would never in a million years do that. (laughs) I don't know where she got the gumption to do that, but. I mean, girls got a lot of confidence. You got to give it. You got to give that. Mm -hmm. So they start their day. Yeah, Abby's cleaning a lot. Also, I love when you see her longingly gaze into the uh, whatever, like exercise class. She's like standing uh-huh. in the window, like gazing at it, wishing for that to be her. Uh-huh. And like, hey, we have a, I mean, you don't know exactly what he said, but there's a situation. She needs to snake the toilet. Cleaning stitch. I mean, they both spend a good amount of their day in the bathroom. True. <laughs> yeah, a lot is just sleeping or smoking on the toilet and Abby's cleaning it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hilarious. And Abby sleeps all day I mean sorry Alana sleeps all day and leaves early also yes and they meet up at dinner and then Alana goes out (laughs) well also Alana steals all of her dinner as well Alana steals Abby's dinner as well all of Abby's food gets stolen ah poor Abby yeah Abby goes Abby does some illustrations it looks like she was illustrating like an RV or something Mm. she did some work she goes to bed yeah Lana just keeps on dancing. 
And so, you know, like, obviously this show is based on Abby and Alana's friendship, but exaggerated and their life, but like exaggerated points. And Abby and Alana, I thought this was interesting. Like they said one of the most exaggerated parts of the show is like how different they are. Uh, like in real life, they are more similar. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, it does. But also you have to exaggerate some of those differences because that's where you get a lot of like conflict. Really yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. So that's the opener. It's punched as she goes to sleep. <laughs> She's she knocked out. out when Alana gets punched. <laughs> there are probably multiple times she should have gotten punched that day. So one is good. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so, like, now, kind of one of the main plot points of the show is Jeremy asks a lot, Jeremy asks Abby to sign for a package for him. Yes. Uh, is supposed to come between 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. But also, uh, he asks this, and Abby is going to work. She's got her cleaner shirt on. And he's like, oh, like, it looks like you're going to work. She totally lies. She's like, no, it's a joke shirt. I'm a trainer. But I love that in her lie. She's like, I still work at Solstice, but I'm a trainer. And then she trains Shania Twain. <laughs> Amazing. This is the first mention of Shania Twain, who will come up often. But also, and I'm assuming they did this on purpose. Like, this is why they chose her. But like, Shania Twain, like, it sounds like you're saying train. I do not think that's why they picked it. <laughs> I feel like there's no way that went over them. Shania Twain? You're twaining Shania Twain? I think Abby just loves Shania. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's too perfect for it not to be planned. I love the reasoning. I think that's how your mind works. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe. that's that's. I mean, it would be hilarious regardless, but I feel like that's just like a little, a little extra. I get the twain. Shania Twain. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, well, she lies. And this is like the second time in three episodes she's going to lie her way out of work. <laughs> yeah, also the only time. I mean, obviously we saw her in the start of this episode, like you saw clips. But this is the only time you're seeing her like at work. Last episode, she wasn't at work at all. So right. the only two times you've seen her at work, she's lying to get out. <laughs> Well, no, she's not even at work, right? She's like on the phone. Calling out. Calling out. Another illness. Yeah. Always an illness. Um, and I definitely loved when Jeremy's leaving and Abby keeps saying, I love you on accident. She does it twice. That's the first time he comes back, it's like, oh, wait, what'd you say? Oh. And she plays it off. I mean, I feel like that's totally happened. Or like if you're at the airport and it's like, have a nice flight. Someone who's working at the airport, have a nice flight. You too. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Abby just, she just like crumbles when she's trying to talk to Jeremy. I love it. After that, we see Alana. Yeah, after she tells Jeremy, oh, I love you. Bye. Love you. Yeah, we see Alana at Deals, Deals, Deals. And we get to see one of her iconic outfits. 
Yes. <laughs> Which looks like she literally cut a tank top into be that crop top. Crop top with like a sports bra. Yeah. And then like blue underwear and jeans. Yes. Blue boxer looking things and space buns. Yes. Also, one is like a little bit askew and I love her little ponies. She is fully asleep when you see her, but her eyes are open. But she's like, her computer isn't even on. Because <laughs> her boss comes up, Todd, who is very like, I don't know, he needs to grow his spine a little bit, right? Like he has a hard time standing up to Alana. Well, I think that's why he hands her the employee handbook. Yeah. He employ- hands her the employee handbook and says that there's a dress code in there. <laughs> And there's information about sexual harassment. <laughs> she's like honking her boobs. Well, because he says, he says there's help, like we need help with the outfits, right? And so she pulls it up to hide her, or she pulls it down to cover her stomach, which is fully open. And then she's like, oh, my boobs are out. So she pulls it up and she literally says it's a Sophie's choice. Yeah. I don't know that movie. It's the one, I haven't seen it, but it's essentially where, like, this woman needs to pick one of her children to live. Like, I think it's, like, (laughs) like a Holocaust, like a Nazi, like, I'm killing one of your kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What made me, it immediately reminded me of The Office when Meredith goes to work in, like, a strapless short dress. Yeah, they're like it's too short, and she pulls it down, and then her boobs are exposed, and then they're like pull it up, and then you can. She's not even wearing underwear. Like Kelly goes, <laughs> Meredith, where are your panties? <laughs> yes, yes, and then, yeah. She honks the boobs. Yeah, honk. <laughs> well, she goes. She uses the voice again. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She uses that voice again. To her boss, which is like, okay. I so think Solana, how do you still have this job? <laughs> I, I truly, yeah. I don't know. I mean, she she also just like doesn't do her work. So like, even if you have, you know, your dress code isn't whatever, but you did your work because she says, I'll look at this while I'm taking my morning dump or whatever. And they're like, I'll see you in a few hours. He knows she's going to be gone a few hours. Mm-hmm. But Abby is now on the phone with Trey trying to get out of work. Yes. And literally she's on the phone and Bevers walks around naked. (laughs) Comes out of his room naked, takes her milk, drinks it from the carton, and brings it back to his room. Mm. You saw it was labeled Abby. I think it was labeled Abby on two sides as well. (gasps) At least one. Yeah. And um, she doesn't, she just like stares. Her mouth just like drops and she just yeah. watches what happens. Well, she, you know, she's on the phone. What's she going to do, right? And Trey's long list, very long list. Run a quick 5K, sweat it out, take an eight minute nap, yeah. do a shot of echinacea. Yeah. I had to look up what that was. Yeah, me too. And it's like a flower. Yeah, it's like just like a little like. Ice bath, ice chips, urinate as hard and fast as you can, then run a full onion underneath your armpits. (laughs) Yeah, and under your armpits and any kind of gland 
like any kind of mucus cavity. She says it's called cell confusion. Yeah, there's no way that's real, right? No, I like tried to look up cell confusion and then it got to it. I mean, he essentially made it up, but they got, I'm, I wasn't going to dive too deeply into that hole. Okay. I just assumed it wasn't real, but maybe someone does that. Okay. And I wanted to ask, did you notice that Trey calls Abby Bob? Yes. At the end of the call? What is that? I think he was like, no problem, Bob. Like he was trying to be like, silly or something like do you like, remember no way, jose yeah but, like do you remember as a kid like bob was so funny yeah the name bob was funny it's funny i don't know if that's still a thing with the youngins bob. yeah I noticed that too. like how does bob where do you get that from abby okay i assumed he was trying to do like a no way jose but then it went badly because it's trey mm-hmm Okay. Yeah. We can start. Um, we can make it a thing. Call the Abbeys we know Bob. <laughs> Anyone. Anyone can be a Bob. Don't limit. Um, no problem, Bob. It's like brother. Yeah. Hell no yeah, problem, brother. Hell yeah, brother. No problem, Bob. <laughs> make it a thing. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention in this scene is that, like, you don't see who Trey's working out with as he's talking to Abby until the end. Mm-hmm. And it's this cute little lady. Yes. And I wrote down her name. Elaine Hyman. Elaine Hyman. And she's going to be in another episode of Brad City <laughs> in season three. Really? Yeah, as Gloria again. Mm. Oh, yeah. she, oh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, but I'll ask you. But we'll talk about it later. I love that. They do a good job about bringing guests back. Like, not all guests, but, like, little characters like that, they'll bring back, and I love that. I definitely, like, I just saw it on IMDb. I didn't remember that she yeah. came back, but. Oh, wonderful. That is cool. I do like that. I do, too. So then are, are we back to Alana getting the call? Sleeping, Sleeping in the bathroom. Bathroom again. She gets a call from Linda Lodi, who is played by Rachel Dratch. Mm-hmm. Who is just like the most frantic character you ever did see. Oh, yes. Rachel, I did want to say that Rachel is good friends with Amy Poehler, who's the executive producer of the show. And Rachel's also friends with Brad City. I mean, sorry. With Tina Fey, Rachel's also good friends because they're all at Second City, which is an improv company in Chicago, right? Yes, Chicago. They're all there in like the late 90s. And then Rachel and Amy were both on SNL um, for some of the same years. So I'm guessing that's why she's on the show. Like, it must have been fun to have your friend come on. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, she's like frantically shuffling through with her papers. Like she's always doing something, and there's like panic. Oh yeah, even her hair is chaotic. It's askew, to say the least. It's like (laughs) to say the least. Yeah. So she asks if Alana will be a temp at her temp agency, and Alana's like, "Yeah, cool. I'll make some extra money." So she's getting paid for doing her job, 
at deals, 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 which she doesn't do anything. And then she's also getting paid for the temp agency. But also, wait, Linda Lodi said that she hasn't called Alana because of the popsicle incident. Mm-hmm. Since you forgot about that, do you have any theories on what the popsicle incident is? Oh, I formed no theories, honestly. I was like, I have no idea how. I fully imagined like a gigantic truck full of popsicles that Alana was supposed to do something with and like <gasps> let them all melt. And then like it became just like a giant truck full of like popsicle juice and it like spewed throughout the city and like bugs That's and rats were flooding. Or That's like a perfect theory that happened in, in the office, but that was like where my brain went. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That seems accurate. I mean, Alana could do it. Alana 100% would do that. And yeah, I mean, at this point, Linda is so desperate because all of her folks have food poisoning. Yeah, she's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Scrape uh, at the bottom of the popsicle juice barrel. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows that barrels are mostly used for popsicle juice. Yeah. There is like a New York City transition oh, scene. Yes. And the stairs, they show like some stairs where I think people are working out in front of them. Mm-hmm. That is Central Park. <laughs> this yes. time it's Central Park. Yes, 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 yes it is. Yeah. And they were saying it was interesting because they were, you know, we were talking about like their attire and set. And like, oh, well, they have more resources now so they can do more. But on the flip side, in some interview, Abby and Alana were saying that before when they would shoot at a location, they could kind of do it for free or like pay the want, right? business like $50 and like whatever. But now because they're backed by Comedy Central, it's like expect they're expected to pay like a lot yeah. to shoot scenes. So that got more difficult for them. Oh, I could imagine. There's a lot more like red tape to go through. Which is just ironic, I guess. I don't know. Some things did get harder, you know? Yeah. So we're at, Alana's at the temp agency talking to Abby, who's in like the grocery store. Uh, Alana's like, oh my gosh, this is your in. They just like get ahead of their stuff. Like Alana's like, you're going to be married to him. What? Miles ahead. Yeah. No, because, well, this is what I love. And I feel like it's, you and I do this. Alana's like, well, okay, so you're going to get married. And then oh, Abby doesn't even question that. She's like, yeah, and I'm going to be pregnant. And like, but I don't want to get pregnant right away. And because I heard the sex won't be as good. And she's just like taking it. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's good. They combined have taken it so far <laughs> from like, she's literally signing for his package to like, she's going to have his children. And she's like, did you see that she got three boxes of condoms? <laughs> 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 and a bottle of wine. Like she thinks That's... stuff is happening. Oh no, she's she's preparing. But she's also in her she's like, I mean, it's okay if it doesn't happen like that. But what she's referring to is marrying him and having his children <laughs> immediately. Right. The way in how they get married and have kids, not that they won't. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But the window is closing. She needs to get going. And then you find out that Alana just literally made that call while Linda was talking to her. Yes. (laughs) And Linda's like, 
ah, I'm just too trusting of in some different context. She says she's too trusting of strangers. Because of her haircut. Her haircut is bad. Like, yeah, what happened? She's like, I'm just too trusting of strangers. Like she let some new hairdresser do whatever they wanted as she tosses Alana the keys. And I was like, oh. It's perfect. It was so good. Talk about foreshadowing. (laughs) Oh, foreshadowing to the freaking max this episode, I feel. So Alana is now running this office and then we're back to Abby walking through her hallway from the grocery store back home. And then <gasps> dun, dun, dun. the package came 11 minutes early. <laughs> yeah. 9.49. And Bevers, okay. Sometimes he can, he should be useful, right? Like it sucks that he lives there, but there should be some advantages like, you know, answering the door. If yes. Abby's not home. Well, no, Bevers is just the most clueless person. <laughs> he always chooses the, oh, well, I'm not, I don't live here thing whenever it's convenient it's for him. Convenient, yes. Like, um, oh, like the first episode when he's like, oh, well, I couldn't touch your plunger. You told me not yeah, to touch. But I could eat your whole entire cheese block. Uh-huh. He kind of is the reason Abby misses the package. Yeah, he was there playing video games. Also, he said something at the very beginning, where he says athlete's foot is a forever thing. No. That's just, like, so wrong. I looked at it because I said there's absolutely no way. It literally said over-the-counter antifungal stuff and basic hygiene. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not ragging on you for having athlete's foot people out there. I'm ragging on you for considering it a forever issue. Yes. I don't know. Does Bevers like play sports? I mean, he wears basketball shorts a lot. Okay. Maybe basketball? No, I don't think so. I think he plays video games. Maybe he plays sport video games. That's a thing. No. Just like you got to be trying hard, right? If you're not like a huge athlete to get it. I don't know what gives you athlete's foot. I don't know the science. I don't know either. Like, wearing like wet socks too long and that's creating like. Mm. Right, like a moist environment. Yeah. I don't actually know, but I don't know. But did you notice that the, like, we missed you slip, the date was September 2013? Yes, I did. The 17th. So, and the episode obviously came out in February 2014. So... Are we supposed to think like they're in the past? I don't know. I saw that as well. And I wasn't sure. That that raised some questions for me. I'm like, are we supposed to think that this is kind of like a documentary and it was recorded and now it's out? Maybe they were allowing room for if there's any interesting like updates in the world that they want to reference. So they gave like a month buffer. Because also I think it came out on February, but we don't know when they filmed it. So maybe they were trying to leave some room. They filmed it in like June or like months before September. I don't know. Maybe they were planning for it to come out sooner than it did. Maybe. I I noticed that as well and thought it was weird. Yeah. Okay. We can make it whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the dude who delivered whoever this person is was so unaware that they put the wrong date 
Maybe. Every piece of the date was wrong. I don't know. But Abby's on the phone trying to figure it out. Because, I mean, guys, like, this is the whole point of this episode. Or for Abby. She took this day off to get points with Jeremy for getting this package. So she's going to get this package. She's going to get it. With SHP shipping. Like, how do I get this package? The dude actually was, like, pretty helpful, to be honest. Like, he wasn't, but he was. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. He told her how to get to North Brother Island. Yes. Which... Uh, is a real place. The real place. Did you look it up? Yes. Okay. What did you learn about it? Okay. So it's in the East River, like he said, outside of Manhattan. And it's adjacent to Rikers Island, which is like the ma- massive prison. Um, and I guess in the 18, according to what I found online, you said you found this too. In the 1850s, it was... The Riverside Hospital was there, and they yeah, like 1881 to 1943. I saw okay, and they were focused on like smallpox, and then it grew to other quarantinable diseases, tuberculosis, stuff like that. So I'm like, so if this was still around, and like, would COVID people have gone there? Um, probably not. Right? I feel like it would have been too hard to get them there. Maybe. It was like designed for quarantinable diseases because it's on an island. There would have been too many people at the beginning of COVID. It probably was too big to yeah. get like. But like Typhoid Mary, Mary Ma- Malin. Remember Typhoid Mary? Do you remember learning about that? No. Person who um, continued to be a chef and she had uh, typhoid and like people said like you can't be a chef anymore and she would keep doing it and she's like she like killed a bunch of people because she gave it to them <gasps> having to go live on that island for like the rest of her life it's actually like, kind of sad were people kind of like imprisoned i think a lot of places i mean this wasn't like mental health but i think a, like during those times yeah like there were some sort of like prison vibes with hospitals mm. quarantine yeah but no, she had to live there for the rest of her life. Like, I guess they gave her warnings. Like, you cannot, like, be a chef. She would, like, cook for people. She would give them diseases. But she was there. So then after the hospital closed in 1943, it said it was a World War II veteran house from 1946 to 1951. And then it was a youth drug rehab center from 1952 to 1964. Um, and now they use it for, like, the protection of birds which yeah, is like pretty waterfowl yeah so like you literally can't go from may 21st to september 21st but you literally really can't go and this is a quote permits are only granted for compelling academic and scientific purposes and only up to four permits a season which is just fall to winter so like you really can't go yeah i mean if you look up photos on google it's it looks like just abandoned dilapidated yeah. buildings well i think they don't want a lot of people because it can be dangerous yeah like there are all these buildings they could hurt and it's also like for protection of animals like wild mm-hmm. yeah the city owns it now but it's just to me that looks that seems like great real estate like it's just wild to me any place in new york is like left it's crumbling yeah 
but the New York area also has a pretty good bird population. And I think they're protected birds, both federally and state. That is cool. I mean, that's a way better way to use it than like forcing people to live there or whatever. Yeah. But I wild. Find out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just wild. North Brother Island. It's like the last unknown part of New York. Yeah. I know. I'd never heard of that before, but I'm pretty sure uh, you might've picked up on this too, but like the guy on the phone at the shipping center references that he's watching Shutter Island. And then it, this sounds so like the Island that's takes that's in Shutter Island, which is outside of Boston and is an Island. And I think it's kind of like a nod to the movie. Yeah. Similar vibes, like the horror movie type feel they like it's it's pretty hidden in a lot of the episodes like Broad City episodes but they do reference movies or like famous scenes yeah, like homages to uh movie shows so like that like recreate it yeah uh well also I was doing some research and it looks like North Brother Island or like this whole idea of you have to go pick up your package from this place that's really hard to get to is in reference to the UPS center. I saw this too. Yeah, and I forget where. Maspeth. Yeah, Maspeth. And there's no, like, actual, like, really good public transportation. There's just, like, a bus that sort of takes you there. But, I mean, a lot of people who live in New York don't have cars. So it's, like, really hard to get to. And, like, the stuff where you need specific pieces of mail and an ID and it has to be the person whose name is on it. And if the billing is shipped different from the shipping address, like it's really, really hard to get packages. And that's another thing about New York. You don't think about like where we live. I don't know. It's like, you don't tend to have too many issues with your packages. No. And I bet a lot of people in New York don't have updated licenses with addresses because they don't drive. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's not going to match. Their shipping address is not going to match their ID. And I think they're also open only like between noon and two, like they're very short hours. Like not the best hours. So you literally do have to like take a day off of work to go get your package. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah, just New York stuff, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I did, okay, so you know, we have that map that we think maybe Abby drew of Broad City. Yeah. And I looked at it to see, like, okay, where does Abby live? Abby lives in Astoria, based on the map. And then where's North Brother Island in relation to Astoria? Okay, it didn't actually seem that far on Google Maps, which could be wrong. But Google Maps, it couldn't factor in the ferry part. But just to get to, I guess, the place maybe where you could take a ferry said it was an hour-long subway ride. Oh, she had to take a subway to a bus to a taxi, and then she had to just, like, walk along some sketchy old building or, I don't know, some sort of... I think that was, like, on the island when she got there. Yeah. But, but that hasn't quite happened yet because she sees Alana before. She meets up with Alana before she makes this journey. Yes. Okay, if we're leaving Abby... Alana is at temp job. We jump back to that. Yes. And she's smoking on the job. Yes. Smoke number two. And she blows the smoke into a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
What? Okay. <laughs> also, there's like um, there's like a little candy or something in the office. There's candy wrappers scattering her all on the floor and on her desk. Did you notice that? No. She's literally got her candy wrappers all over the place. It's great. So great. The phone rings. Someone is in need of a dog walker. She goes to the, because her job, this temp job is essentially, let's look, look at the database and find people who can temp. But she totally just wasn't paying attention when Linda told her how to do it because she just is like, what's the address? Like, I'll do it. I guess I'll just go. <laughs> so then you see that and then you see Abby and Alana meeting Abby at the park with four dogs and the leash around her waist, just like walking. And the underwear is hiked up higher now. It's truly like the second part of her shirt. Okay, yeah, because I didn't notice it as much in the beginning. So that would make sense. Yeah. She hiked it up more. Yeah. And I think this is just a sign that another way we're similar to Abby and Alana, because clearly they love dogs. Oh, you're going to say something about our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> No, clearly they love dogs because this is like the second out of three episodes where dogs are featured heavily. Dogs come up a lot. That was one of my takeaways too. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked up, I tried my best to look up like what these types of dogs were. Yes, I know the big one. Okay. The Afghan hound. And then there looked like some sort of dorky. Yeah, I actually, I couldn't tell that one, but, like, I think later that might be the teacup Yorkie. Yeah, the other two I don't know. I don't There's know. a Jack Russell Terrier. Be nice. And then I couldn't tell the other one. Like, maybe a mixed breed. They got to be representative of the dog population. Yeah, we know Alana prefers mutts herself. Yeah, specifically three-legged. Yeah. Yes, this is just a nice little, this is the only time you see Abby and Alana together in this episode, actually. Yeah, other than, I guess, the montage where they're eating dinner. Yeah, yes, that's true. We eat dinner together. But this is the only time you, like, actually hear them talking in the episode. Mm -hmm. Which is wild, because this is only the third episode. Yeah, and, and that was true for the second episode, too. They are rarely together. The first part, but then the, the next part. Yeah, I guess that's true, because even in the dentist, they had scenes by themselves. But they were to get, like, this scene, this one, you knew they weren't together at all. Mm -hmm. You hear them talking on the phone. Like, even when they're not together, they're always together, right? They're in each other's hearts. Yes. Yes. But uh, they're talking about the male situation. Yep. And Lincoln shows up. Yeah, Lincoln comes. <laughs> they just all end up together during the workday. Oh, I didn't know you had plans with Lincoln. Like, oh, I don't. We're just going to have sex in one of these dog apartments yeah and also like lincoln is a dentist he's is he not booked up yeah he he allows for like lunch or he needs personal days i don't know he needs personal time with alana yeah mm -hmm. and she's not fantasizing about riri i know i love that like she brought up this fantasy and Abby already knew it by heart. Yeah. Abby's like, you bring it up a lot. And Alana's like, oh, like, I, I guess I do. Okay. She has no idea. Yeah. Lincoln is petting all the dogs. Lincoln obviously is also a big dog lover. Yes. 
it's a little misleading, like some of the nicknames he gives the dogs. He doesn't sound like the biggest lover, but then, no, he is because he's like, you're worth picking up poop for or something. Yeah, he's given him a bunch of love. Uh, then we, Abby uh, and Alana, this part is great. I love this part when Alana's like, so like, what do you think is in Jeremy's package? Yes. Well, I thought each of their guesses showed a lot about their personalities. Oh, for sure. I think it also showed a lot about what Abby wants Jeremy to be. Mm. Abby's were uh, clues to a mystery that he's going to solve. A handcrafted manly axe and mm. a really nice belt. And yes. But and Alana just goes, nah, dude, it's a fleshlight. I had to look up what that was. <laughs> it's a sex toy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should have assumed. I assumed it was just because it's Alana and like fleshlight. Mm, like, kind of like a bacteria thing to me. <laughs> like a flashlight that find bacteria it was sexual and i was validated after researching yeah. with alana it's always sexual always <laughs> that but was I cool. known yeah well i was wondering what you think hannah the package was yeah so i wrote down a few thoughts and i think that it's probably like rare chicken spices and herbs. Mm. Specialty hand-woven friendship bracelets from Japan or mini totem pole. Okay. Where did, I think the first one was that inspired by Towards the End, the scene with yeah. Bevers. Mm-hmm. What about the totem pole? So will come in later, but he has a big kimono collection. Isn't totem poles... Like Native Americans? Sorry, I thought you were talking about the hand-woven bracelets. Totem poles are like Native Americans, but he does a lot of stuff with wood. Like he's getting the yeah. beams and I think he goes into art and stuff. Like he would like like that sort of art, like wooden. So that's what I... And also I'm like, it's got to be something that he has to sign for. Mm-hmm. Right? Like That's a good... I didn't factor that in. So I was thinking like mini because it would still be really big. I was thinking size. Yeah. Good, good idea. So I was thinking, well, we know in the first episode, we find out that he like brews his own cider. Yes. And now he's like picking up these exposed wooden beams. So clearly he's like a hipster guy. Yeah. And so one thought was like, maybe, you know, in New York, it's hard to get stuff. It's mm-hmm. got to travel a lot. So he's picking up, he's picking up these wooden beams Maybe he needed, like, something related to installing the beams, like nails. Yeah. Need some nails. Or I also had the similar thought, like, hip. what are hipsters into? They also like to woodwork. And so I was saying, I think it would track if Jeremy, like, hand makes his own wooden cutting boards and sells them on Instagram. 100%. And so he was like, you know, buying like some woodworking clamps or wood glue for his projects. 150%. I think that would track. Of sense. Okay, but if we were Jeremy in this scenario, 
What was the last package that you received? Last package I received were Hoka's. Hoka's, the shoes. Okay. Yeah, that actually... You need to replace with Hoka's. Would have been a great guess. Yeah. What about you? It was Sunin. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, would that work on your hair? Uh, it used to. Like when I was growing up and stuff. Pretty dark. I know. I'm like, I'm afraid to try it. I haven't tried it yet, but I I want to get like natural highlights. Okay. It's like mostly made with like lemon juice. Yeah, I would just be careful. I do think it can turn some people's hair like orange. I know. That's what I'm now worried about. That didn't happen when I was younger, so I'm like, try the tips. Yeah, I did test one piece, like, underneath my hair, but I don't think it got enough sun. Yeah, it's got to be, like, a top. Okay, pick, like, one strand and be one of those people. I know, but then I would literally have to dye it if it turns orange, and it would be so obvious. Wait, just do the tips. <laughs> frosted tips? <laughs> yes, Jesse with the frosted tips for the summer. <laughs> just intimidate all the folks on the kickball field <laughs> uh yeah um no I, I see what you mean then you could cut it off if it looks bad yeah okay i'm like I, i'm gonna do that yeah that's get a good idea frosted tips get some frosted tips going i'm just gonna do one tip that's just not gonna be my whole head no jess you can't do one tip you have to do enough for it to be noticeable no, 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 no. I'm doing a tip to test it out. And then test out all the tips. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I just got a haircut. I would do all of my tips if you do it too with me. I don't know. Fine. See, fine. See, now she hesitates. <laughs> but I didn't want to do it. Okay. I, 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 would... your hair. I have dyed my hair once and I didn't like it. But I'm not dying. It's not dying. It's natural. But I've thought about, because you and I are on a kickball team, I've thought about bringing Sun in to a kickball game and like a thing of like water and just be like, who wants to put Sun in? And let's do it. Yes, it would have to be an early game. But even then, I don't think you'd get optimal sun. It would have to be an early game. I think the 6.30-ish games, great exposure. Okay. Or you could do like a pool day this summer and pass out uh sun in yeah but ideally it's a weekly practice yeah I don't know if I want to do it for me yeah no you don't have to if if your hair doesn't turn orange maybe okay looks like we're running long so we're gonna stop here and make this into a part two and don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok at broad city broads pod bye, bye. Au revoir, petit Wayne. Special thank you to our friend Elena for designing our logo. And to the nicknames in Jeremiah the Fifth for letting us use their song, You're Smoking, You're Trippin'. Because we're very creative.